How are you all doing in the Lord? Dear ones, it's great to be here. I learned something this morning. ACC. That. Let's repeat that. ACC. Maybe for the last time, ACC. I love that. Glory to God Almighty. Let me first bring you greetings from the chairman of our church, Apostle Eric Nyamiche. He was here some time ago. He specifically asked that I extend his greetings to the church. You are in his prayers. You know, my senior brother, the International Machines Director, also has been here a couple of times, Apostle Emmanuel Jumabekwin. He is inaugurating the Third City Church in the Netherlands. Glory to God. You want to turn to the one by your side and give a high five. You guys are doing well. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. A big well done to Apostle Samuel Bain, Apostle James Autry, Pastor John. Edda Junior, Edda Junior, and the entire leadership team, wonderful car, wonderful instrumentalists, wonderful people here, various groups and all of you. May the Lord bless you. Do you know what the Lord has used you to cause a global shift? You have no idea what God is doing through you. May grace from our Lord Jesus Christ be somebody's portion today. Anytime we come to the presence of God, he challenges us, he imparts something unto us. But I know within my spirit that today, there will be something special for you. If you walked in disappointed, worried, you are going back full of grace. There will be a change very soon. Your weaknesses will be transformed. The power of the Almighty will come mightily upon you. What you could not do in times past after today's service, you begin to do. The expectations of the righteous shall not be cut short. I know this Jesus. He's right here. He's walking there. He's walking here. He's moving row by row, touching every individual. Whatever your burdens are, in the name of Jesus, there will be a change. Dear ones, I want to speak to you briefly on the people God seeks. I wouldn't mind at all. As many as want to stand can do that. If you want to take your seat, that's absolutely fine. We wouldn't mind at all. But at any point in time, feel free to flow as the Holy Spirit leads you. We're speaking briefly on the people God seeks. Maybe we can shout it together. The people God seeks. Brothers and sisters, God is looking for a certain kind of people. God indeed is looking for a certain kind of people. And listen to this carefully, my dear ones. In most of our Christian narrations, it is as if we come to worship God. We come to seek Him. Indeed, we come to draw from Him. As the songwriter says, we have come to draw, draw, draw from Him again. The psalm is in Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2. Psalm 42. Verse 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2. The NIV Psalm says. Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2. And 2. And I read in Jesus' name. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was a lovely reading. Let me take the words one by one. The psalmist says that as a deer pants for streams of water, 
So you can imagine an animal that is thirsty, looking for water. Water is essential for survival. He says that in the same way, my soul pants for you. So literally, believers are panting after God. We're looking for him to grant us mercy, to provide healing, to bring opportunities, to open doors, to bring about the promotion and the elevations, to bring about a useful relationship, to bring about a beautiful church, to bring about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the demonstration of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is natural of the Christian faith. We come to God for things. The psalmist go further to say, he goes further to say, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? So indeed, dear brothers and sisters, we come to God to seek his mercies and favor, blessings and the rest. But hold on for a moment. I have found a certain group of people, they don't necessarily come. God rather goes seeking them looking for them and as much as all of us desire to come there's a certain category of people there are people who pitch themselves in a certain way and the story changes the dynamics and the equation changes rather God comes seeking them God comes looking for them do you want to be one of these people oh shout it do you want to be one of these people I want to be one let's see who these people are Jesus tells us who these people are in a discussion with a Samaritan lady. Help me read John chapter 4, verse 23. Let's decode the kind of people God himself comes searching, seeking, asking, where are you? I want to help you. I want to bring about a change. And now we will pitch ourselves to be that kind of people and see what the Lord will do in our lives. John 4, 23, please. John chapter 4, verse 23. And I read in Jesus' name. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Maybe you Amen. can repeat the latter part, for they are, just that part, as we listen carefully, for they for are. They are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Hallelujah. Amen. The Father is seeking. You know what seek means? Looking for, searching, admiring. If such people are in this congregation, as the Spirit of God descends, He will be looking for such people. Many will be going after God, but God will be going after such people. I know for some time now you're following the teachings on worship as given by our chairman. One thing the Lord has laid upon my heart is to draw your attention to the fact that God is seeking some kind of worshipers. The Father seeks such people. He wants such people. He searches. In fact, in a literal sense, he scans his database of believers for a certain kind of people. He comes to such people. And these are people worshiping him in spirits. And in, is our point okay? You know, our chairman again explains what worship says or what worship is. It is bowing and serving with our lives. So two aspects, the bowing bits and also serving with our lives. So God seeks those who are bowing in worship to him and rendering their lives as holy, exemplary to the world so that by the observation of their lives, Unbelievers will love our God 
and be routed or channeled to his saving knowledge. This is the kind of people God is seeking. He's looking after them. When they call him, he'll be quick to answer. Those who bow, and in addition, their lives are transformative. Those who are representing God in the marketplace, at the social services, in the schools, in the hospitals, in the councils, at the train and bus stations, wherever they find themselves, at their workplaces, in their homes, in their marriages, among their friends, in the groups they find themselves, those who represent Christ. God is seeking such. God is looking for such. As I speak this way, you might have tried many times. You do very well, but just over a very short period of time, you see yourself falling, going back. Today, the Lord sent me with his grace and his spirit that whoever hears this voice will be energized to now stand strong and overcome. Wherever you are and you can hear my voice, there is the person of the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. Receive him in the name of Jesus. One time, by the grace of God, I was helping prepare a group of people whom I could find, whom I knew they could find themselves in regions where Christianity, the Bible, and church buildings may not be allowed or in the future could become an issue. I shared with them that the only faith that cannot be destroyed is a Christian faith. Do you know why? The guys I was speaking to looked very curious, possibly with a sense of uncertainty, thinking, how is this going to be? But the Holy Spirit helped me to explain this further to them. I alerted them that, brothers and sisters, if we take our Christian life seriously, we will become the Jesuses many did not see. We will become the Bibles many are not reading. We will become the churches many are not attending. We will become the healers many are not coming to for healing. We will become the hope the world is failing to recognize. If we take our faith in Christ Jesus and our lives in Christ, in the Christian faith seriously, indeed, we will become the Jesuses of our generation. Dear ones, permit me to announce the kingdom of God is begging to have such people. God is begging and crying out, I'm available to such people. Today, would you have a turn around and say, Lord God, in addition to bowing down, I want my life to be like yours. For these are the kind of people God is seeking. God is searching. People whose lives are deeply saturated by God and His Spirit so that their whole emotions or feelings, outlook and perspective, desires are all Christ. They have no will, they have no choice, they have no moments. All they know is that Jesus have my all. Jesus have my all. Jesus, my finances are yours. Jesus, my strength is yours. Jesus, my skills are yours. Jesus, my whole being today. There is a clarion call for such people because God is seeking them at ACC. You might have been invited, you just walked in, but you have come just at the right time. There is a call. God is calling people. He's seeking people that he can use as his agents out there. These are the kind of people God is seeking. Friends, we have become the hope for a dying world. 
Look at how Apostle John puts it in 1 John 4. A part of it says that this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Would you want to shout it after me? In this world, I am like Jesus. We can do it again, dear ones. In this world, I am like Jesus. It reminds me one time in the UK, a small town called Loughborough. By the grace of God, we had started a fellowship, a church over there. One of my colleagues was walking through town. And he was singing one of these Dunmoyne songs. I am the Lord that he led thee. I am the Lord your healer. He kept singing it loudly, but he was doing it casually. He didn't know its impact. A gentleman followed him. Then he tagged him and said, are you the Lord? Because the song says, I am the Lord thy healer thee. The guy was broken and needed help. We were not very experienced and we had not understood these things very well. So we shied away in that community. We were little. We were not anybody to be recognized over there. But later I realized that that question the gentleman asked us was so deep. Indeed, we had become saviors to that community. In a broken society where healing and restoration of homes is required, we are being sent out to be the restorers, the people to bring hope to families, to bring children back to their parents and parents back to their children. Societies that are breaking apart, societies that are becoming helpless, we have become the solution bearers. These are the kind of people God is seeking. Do not think you're too young, too small, inexperienced. Do not think, I can't even say a word about Jesus. Greater is he who is in you than is in the world. The creator of the whole universe has taken seats in you. You have no idea. He dwells in you. He lives in you. When you appear at the scene, God has appeared. This is why we must become the solution bearers. We must not add to problems, but we must become problem solvers. When people are disappointed, brokenhearted, when people are being destroyed and they see you, let them see hope. Let them see hope. But you see, before this hope can be expressed to the world, you yourself must have him. You yourself must be broken and restored by him into his image. Then you can truly represent him. There is an opportunity today to restore all those who are broken unto Christ Jesus. You see, the question the inquirer asked, my colleague pricked me for years. And I realized that God has made us saviors, deliverers, and we are like Jesus in our communities. You have become an answer to the school that you are in. To the university you are in, you have become an answer to the bank where you work. You have become an answer to the restaurants. You have become an answer to the hospital. You have become an answer to the social services, an answer to the city and town councils. Indeed, in this world, we are like Jesus. We can no longer live our lives anyhow. We must live as he is right here with us. Dear ones, your true self is who you are when no one is watching, when everyone is absent, when the leaders are not observing, when you are by yourself. Do you know what is going to happen? God in his own divine way at some point in time will let some of you move to certain places where leaders will not follow you, 
where your pastor will not be there with you. But I want to admonish you like those four guys who are recorded in the city of Babylon, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their pastors were not there. They had been taken from their home country. Their parents were not there. In fact, nobody was there to say, have you done your Bible studies today? Have you done your devotion today? But Daniel resolved in his heart that he would not defile himself. Can we have a generation of people that irrespective of where they find themselves, the name of Jesus Christ will be raised. And the beautiful thing that has started at ACC will multiply itself because you are there, because you have moved there. The greatest legacy every young person can have is the mark of trust, faithfulness, and determination. One time, dear ones, I was speaking like this elsewhere, and a lady was so burdened by the words, she was broken in heart and wondering how she could overcome her downfalls. How can she become the person God wants her to be? Maybe this is your cry. God is seeking a certain kind of people, and you are asking yourself, how can it be? How would I make it? I am the weakest among my friends. My colleagues even know me that I tried once, yet I failed. You may be appearing fresh in the, in the outside, but you may be struggling inside. There is an earnest cry. When would this be over? Who would deliver me from this power of addiction? Who would deliver me from this bondage? Who would deliver me from this weakness? Friends, when we speak this way, we do not speak about positive thinking, although it is good. But there is something else I'm presenting today. I found a gentleman in the Bible. Although his end is not spoken about well, there is something he was told. And ACC, the Lord sends me with a similar message to anyone who is broken and feeling weak, anyone who has tried wanting to serve God, and today hearing that God is seeking a certain kind of people and have not been able to make it in time past, I have a word from the word of God about this gentleman. Maybe we can have a quick look at 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. There is a solution printed carefully over the 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6, and I read in Jesus' name. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. Amen. Thank you very much. Somebody will come powerfully upon somebody. If you followed the reading, he says, the spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. And what will happen? You will prophesy with them, like the latter part, and you will be changed into a different person. There is the spirit of God who comes and we are changed into different people. Who is ready for that change? Is anybody here ready for that change? Thank you, my brothers and sisters. Who is ready truly for the change? The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you today. Amen. You will prophesy with them, and you will be changed into a different person. You see, the challenge of life is when you are in leadership, when you are in the public scene, when everyone expects something of you, but inside of you, you know it's not going right. 
Today, the one who searches all hearts and intents, he's walking in our midst. He has begun his surgery on all. We have entered into a spiritual surgery. Those who are ready, he will work on them. You will become sharper than before. You will become stronger than before. You see, let me alert you on this. It isn't about what we do. It is about what is behind what we do. The power that is behind what we do causes the thing we are doing to become the thing. Today there is the release of power for all those who will desire him. The spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you and you will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. We need to be transformed into different people for God to use us to possess the nations. But dear ones, I'm aware that there may be two groups of people here. <coughs> One group, maybe they have not accepted Jesus. Therefore, all I'm saying is alien to them is so far away from them. You need to engage with Jesus. Accept him as your personal savior and Jesus will come and live in you. And his power will come mightily in you. You walked in wondering what is this Christian thing? Friends, I trained as a scientist for a number of years before getting into full-time ministry. And there is evidence. But the deception out there that is that when we talk about evidence, it is as if it must be repeated. It must be lab-based. I must test it scientifically. It must be reproducible in a lab. But friends, there's another form of evidence. When you see the occurrence when you see it repeating itself in people over time, I may not be able to prove how Jesus saves, but I have seen that by believing in Jesus, people's lives are transformed. Is that not evidence enough? The bad things we used to do when we came to Jesus, we do them no more. Prisons cannot transform. Selves do not transform. They only detain the power that transforms is in Jesus watch the life of anyone who has been changed by kind of detention or getting to prison or anywhere and the truth is a message he receives over there the man who changes the man who transforms the one who breaks chains and makes you into the true image of his son, Jesus, into the true image of Jesus, our God. I'm talking about Jesus. He's right here. Amen. Wherever you have come from and walked in, if you have not had this personal encounter, you've got to meet him. There was a man who was persecuting the Christian faith. That if you have not believed in Jesus, you are an enemy of God. But there was one man who was like that and he was on a road to a city called Damascus and Jesus met him by throwing light that blinded him. Today the light of Jesus is thrown over here, searching every heart. He is knocking at the entrance of the doors of people. That, Would you not allow me in because I can solve that issue for you? This is what Jesus is saying. So this is the first group you'd want to consider accepting Jesus. I'll be coming to the second group, but I just want to appeal to you. After the second group, those in the first group do not shy at all because Jesus wants to make you better. Just last night, I was explaining to one of my daughters, I said, 
In our generation, the problem we have is that we are confusing the word private with personal. We have a personal relationship with Jesus, but we do not have a private relationship with Jesus. Our relationship with Jesus is in the open. We do not hide our faith. We have many Christians out there, but the problem is that they are being too private. We expose our Christian faith to the world. We declare it openly without being ashamed or af afraid, but we have a personal relationship with Jesus. Being private and being personal are two different things. Today, you don't want to be private with your relationship with Jesus. So when there is a call, just openly show that I want to accept Jesus because I don't want to be private. In our personal relationship, we become open so that we can serve as agents of checks around ourselves. There is the second group I would like to end with. Those people who have believed in Jesus already. You may even be speaking in tongues. You may be in an active leadership role in the church. But you know every punch of the word that has come today relates to something in your life. Dear deacon, dear elder, dear deaconess, dear leader, dear usher, dear prayer warrior, dear media person, dear instrumentalist, dear protocol officer, my beloved brother, my beloved sister, if you overlook these things one day, the Lord is able to say that, go away, I don't know you. It's serious business today. The spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. You will prophesy with them and you will be changed into a different person. For these are the kind of people God is looking, God is seeking. So this group of people, let me draw attention to John chapter 7 verse 37 as I wrap up. John 7, 37, help me with that reading. John chapter 7, verse 37, and I read in Jesus' name. On the last and the greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. 38, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Amen. Please add the verse 39. Verse 39. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to, the, up to that time, the Spirit has not been given, since Jesus has not yet been glorified. Amen. Amen. The word glorified over there was Jesus had not died and resurrected. How many of us know that Jesus died and resurrected on the third day? So he has been glorified. Therefore, the Spirit is available. He is available. But for those who already are believers, I'm talking about a within experience. The day you believed, he came to reside in you. Therefore, he says that out of your belly out of your within something called rivers of living water will flow so you know all i'm doing is shaking that thing that is already within so that it overflows and take over your thinking the reality of the matter is the one who has come to live in us jesus is holy we must allow him to outflow you see if you ever went to any of these shops, 
the supermarkets and say you wanted to buy fresh milk, would you taste the fresh milk before you buy? Or when you see the inscription on the bottle as fresh milk, saturated, not saturated, would you buy because of the label or you would want to taste it first? We all buy because of the label. Because no one will ask you to open it and taste how good it is. The world will not taste us until they see the label of Christ on us. Are you ready for the insight to overflow? Are you ready for the insight to overflow? Friends, when, when I understood these things, I became desperate anytime I went to the presence of God and said, Lord, rework me, remold me, repackage my temper, repackage my desires, repackage my feelings, repackage my drive, so that what is inside of me would take over my outside. Is anyone ready today? Is anyone ready today? The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. You will prophesy like them. And you will be changed into a different person. The person, the people, that God is looking, is looking to change. I'll end with this last point, drawing your attention to something extremely important. Anytime Christians... For this matter, Pentecostals guarded over here. Anytime we are guarded, I seem to think there is a kind of the Joel 228 thing happening. I seem to think there is an upper room experience happening again. But in the upper room, there was something. In Acts chapter 2, verse 3, we will end with this. Acts chapter 2, verse 3. Acts chapter 2, verse 3. And I read in Jesus' name. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to the rest on each of them. Four, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Verse five. Thank you very much. It's okay Amen. there. I'll come back to the verse three. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came. So imagine it this way. Something came down. It's like fire. I'm tempted to think that it's like one ball of fire like that. But as it descended, it separated. So out of one fire, one source like that, it separated so that there was fire for each one. Today in our gathering, there is fire for each one to bring about a change. But you see, just bear with me. All the electrical guardians over here are receiving just one source. There will be one major power source coming like that. One major power source coming in. But once it comes in, the power in this speaker is different from the power in the light bulb is different from the power in the keyboard, is different from the power in the media equipment at the back there. Do you know why? The power in an equipment is dependent on the demand the equipment places on the external source. Out of one fire, they each received. The demand you will place on the Holy Spirit today will determine what you will take home. Shall we rise to our feet? 
I'm broken in my heart, and I'm asking God to work on me. Are you ready to call on him, the Lord, work on me, Lord, work on me? You see, we will zoom into prayers in a few minutes, but I want you to ignore everyone by your side. It's a decision-making time, transformation time. It is, it is. Is anyone here who wants to invite Jesus in? The first category of people I described, is anyone here? Is anyone here who wants to invite Jesus in? You can just lift up your hand and say, I want to invite Jesus in. Is anyone here? Is anyone here? You want to invite Jesus in? Is anyone? Glory. Is anyone? Is anyone? Jesus come into my life. Jesus come into my life. Jesus come. Jesus, Jesus come, come into my life. Come is anyone life. here? Is anyone here? Power is going to come into you. It will break every chain. Mm. It will break every Amen. bondage. Yeah. Is anyone here? Jesus is calling somebody. Jesus is calling somebody. Just show by hand if you've been touched by these words and you want to come to Jesus. Just show by hand and we will pray with you in a moment. Are you able to do that? Are you able to do that? We don't have a private relationship with him. We have an open relationship yes. with him. Although it's a personal decision. Mm. Is anybody here? Anybody here? Anybody here? Can I see those who want to accept Jesus? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's bow down our heads now. Let's bow down our heads. And those who want to accept Jesus, please just say these words after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe that. I believe that you are the son of God. You are the son of God. You came to die. You came to die because of my sins. Because of my sins. I therefore accept you. I therefore accept you as my Lord. As my Lord and personal savior. And personal savior. I will serve you. I will serve you the rest of my life. The rest of my life. So help me God. So help me God. The leaders will help us later how you do it here mm. to follow up on those who have accepted Christ and yeah. all that. So you may have to contact the leaders. But let's move to the second level. The demand you place on the Holy Spirit today will determine what you will take home. Mm. For some of us, the Lord has to work on us. Some spiritual gifts must be released. Mm. And for some people, it may be the first time the Holy Spirit will be baptizing you. Your tongues will change. Fire of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We have spoken about you. Mm. As we lift up our voices in prayer, feed everyone Amen. with what they need so that they will become the kind of people you are seeking.